You are now tuned in to the Profit Link Up. Welcome to the Profit Link Up, your community connection to small businesses in the Memphis area. I'm John, and I'm your host today, and our guest today is Joshua Day from New Day Healing and Wellness. Welcome, Josh. Thank you for letting me be here. Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about your business. So we are Memphis's only one-stop shop for health and wellness. We'll have a float tank, hyperbaric chamber, retail storefront, uh, infrared sauna, um, anything that you pretty much would need for your health and wellness journey. We'd be happy to help you. Very cool. And and you're not open yet, correct? We will be opening August 1st, if all things go through with shipping timeframes. But yes, August okay. 1st. Well, tell everybody uh, where you are. We are located on the Sanderland Shopping Center behind Whole Foods and three doors down from SOB East, uh, Germantown Cleaners, and Garden District. So okay. right there in that area. Oh, what a great location. Yes, we're, we're very, that's, yeah, we were willing to pay a little bit more for that area because <laughs> we really, we really loved the location for our target. Well, what did make you choose that location? When we were looking, we were originally thinking we were going to be downtown Memphis, but as we started doing our market research, we realized that East Memphis would better serve our clientele. And so when we were looking, we were driving around Memphis and thinking about where we would like to be. And our realtor, uh, he was he was very, very helpful in this process. And he showed us this this suite. And whenever we saw it, we we honestly felt we fell in love with it. And so we we knew that area from being from Memphis. And we knew that that's kind of where we needed to be for our first location. Oh, very cool. So you are native Memphians, uh, both you and your wife. Then. Yes, my wife and I both. Uh, she grew up in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I grew up in Jackson, Tennessee. But anytime okay. we would have like travel sporting events, we would always kind of come to Memphis. So Memphis was always the fun place to go growing up. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And now it's the place to go and uh, go and relax and, uh, and get your health on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we went to University of Memphis, too. So we oh, okay. we really consider Memphis home. Your, your roots are deep here. So what made you guys decide to open a business? Well, we decided to open it last August and really what was the catalyst? I work in home health therapy currently and I wanted to have something. I've always wanted to open my own business. And then throughout the pandemic, we just really started doing some self-reflection and we decided that we it was now like, why not do it now? And so we decided to start making a plan and kind of putting our money where our mouth was finally, <laughs> instead of just talking about it. So yeah. well, how'd you determine what the market need was? So determine the market need. We really, my wife is very connected, like socially in Memphis, more so than me, honestly. And so through Facebook groups and things like that. Sure. And so uh, she kind of put out a little survey on one of the, one of the like mom local community groups. And there was just a pretty overwhelming interest for, for the services that we were wanting to offer. And so we started looking into it and we realized that there was nothing like this in Memphis or around the Memphis area. The closest would be Nashville, which isn't honestly that close. Right. And so we decided to really kind of figure things out as we went along. And so um, that's whenever we really looked into what is the market? How many like how many stores offer these services? Do they offer them in one location or is it multiple locations? Like for instance, like hyperbaric oxygen therapy is not even offered in Memphis currently, okay. uh, unless you go through a hospital. So right. we wanted to be something that offers that. And there's neither is there a float tank in Memphis, so we'll be the first to offer both of those things. So. Okay. 
well, uh, and so when you when you look at that, that that is that's the variety of services you are offering. Traditional spa services too, or is it more? Uh, is it is it more along the lines of the the float and the uh, the hyperbaric? So it's mainly it's mainly our like our services through equipment. So we'll uh, I'll try to remember all of them: hyperbaric oxygen therapy, float tank, red light therapy, infrared sauna, uh, compression therapy like Normatec compression therapy, uh, vibration therapy through power plate. And then a salt booth, and I think that I think I got, got them all there. But yeah, that's that's the main services that we'll offer, and all the and we're not doing like traditional spa mainly because we wanted to offer something that would more stand the test of time. If there was ever like another pandemic or something like that, our okay. services are low touch. Uh, they're actually no touch, okay. uh, and so we wanted to have something that people would feel comfortable coming back to after the pandemic. Well, and it seems to me too that you're hitting a sweet spot that's that's goes beyond just relaxation, but is relaxation into, into quantifiable health benefits. It, yeah, exactly. Which is one of the big things that we really loved about these services. Our son, he had some issues when he was younger, um, and um, unfortunately, he like conventional medicine just wasn't able to really help him get where he needed to be, which kind of sent us down this whole health journey. Wow. And some of these services have been really helpful for him along the way. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, tell me about, you know, uh, infrared sauna versus, uh, versus normal sauna. There's a, there, there's been a lot of literature about, uh, but one, just the benefits of sauna therapy. I mean, they, they, they look at a lot of the, the, uh, the, uh, Nordic countries, uh, that routinely participate in spas yes. and, and the statistics I've seen show that actually 30 minutes of a sauna, in a sauna can have as strong an effect as 30 minutes exercising and infrared even having greater health benefits than that. Can you tell me a little bit about that? You are spot on with that. I will say that the biggest difference is comfortability factor. Okay. So with the traditional sauna, it's around 200 to 240 degrees, which can be pretty jolting for a lot of people. And that's your traditional steam sauna. Yeah, you're like your steam sauna. And so don't get me wrong, there's great benefits there. If you sure. don't have access to an infrared sauna, 100% go to, a, go to a steam sauna over nothing because the benefits are phenomenal. And if you're the type of person that cannot exercise, it is something that is very, very helpful for you. But with the infrared sauna, the temperatures range from 130 to 160. So it's a much more comfortable temperature. Hmm. It makes you, and, it, and with the infrared waves, they're able to penetrate deeper in your skin. So okay. it will actually allow for more detoxification, which is very beneficial. So a traditional sauna only gets about 3% detoxification versus a versus an infrared sauna, which will get about 20% detoxification. So it's a pretty big difference. Okay. That. And uh, I, I think a lot of people too aren't familiar with the uh, benefits of uh, hyperbaric therapy for normal folks, not just, uh, we might be yeah. familiar with it in terms of thinking about it. Oh, it's something that a diver gets when they right. back the bins that came up <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but what sort of benefits does it have for, uh, for the average person? So if you were a lot of people, another thing a lot of people think of it for is like a chronic wound, which is a lot of reasons it's only available in hospitals right now. Um, and so chronic wounds, it's, really anything that has a blood flow related problem. So if you think of that, think about stroke, brain, traumatic brain injury, concussion, any of those type of things it is extremely beneficial for. And if you look at the research, you know, one session, you'll see some benefits, but really you got to do anywhere from five to 40 sessions, depending on how traumatic the event is. And so I do want people to know that up front, that it's not a one time you're done type thing. It's one of those things. If you're coming to treat an actual condition, you've got to do multiple sessions, which we offer packages to make that much more affordable. And so also with the hyperbaric chamber, it is very great at helping you 
heal blood flow. So, in, so it will hyperoxygenate your system, which oxygen is essentially what we need to be living. Um, sure. And so, in the atmosphere, there's around 22%. I think that's right, around 22% oxygen. And with the hyperbaric chamber, you know, you're getting essentially around 100% oxygenation. And when you step inside the chamber, it's basically like you, if you, if ever you ever flown, you kind of breathe in one time, swallow, and then it pops your ears, and then you're you're good. That's basically what it's like. And then you can just sit in there, you can read, listen to a podcast, whatever you want to do while you're in there. So it's not claustrophobic at all. It's not. Ours is actually designed to hold two people. And oh, really? so for like, especially because we, our son, it, it's something that we would love for to be able to do with him. And okay. so for people that are on the spectrum, it can be helpful for people with autism to kind of, because a, a lot of, some of the theories on autism is about lack of, lack of blood flow. And so hyperbaric has been found to kind of help reverse some of those symptoms. Well, yeah, there's a number of things like that too. Uh, uh, those uh, with uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, mm-hmm. there's been some theories too as well, but uh, you have some of the uh, some of the same issues there. Yeah. I've heard of uh, stroke victims that certainly have, uh, uh, and, and a lot Absolutely. of people have had more minor strokes. Uh, Especially with uh, your TIAs, yeah. Those are, it's really beneficial for that. And of course you see athletes, uh, Terrell Owens had one in his house. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, so that he used to recover quickly. In fact, he got to a super. When people told him he was out for a year, mm-hmm. he uh, made it back to a Super Bowl in a month and a half, using that as a as, as yeah. part of his healing process. Yeah, a lot of people. It's very popular in your elite athlete groups. Like most teams now will actually travel with them. They'll 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 bring them with them. Like Steph Curry actually uses one in his home on a on a routine basis. Wow. Uh, and so it is very beneficial for athletes. And also it's really good for anyone that has Lyme disease because it Lyme is honestly, it, it, it's kind of similar to oxygen. It's a lack of blood flow oxygen problem. So it can help with that because it can kind of negate some of those side effects of Lyme disease. So. Interesting. What inspires you and, and makes you, makes you uh, excited about, uh, about business? So I've been wanting to do a business honestly, since before I was even in therapy school. So, uh, and I was on, I was always, I was always just too, uh, too scared to take a chance. And then I think over time being in home health, it's given me the ability to kind of drive around, listen to books, podcasts, um, anything business or financially related. And it's over time has just helped build up confidence to be able to willing to take that step. And then my, the biggest passion for me is I want to be able to provide something for people that, because most people can't afford to have these things in their home. Like obviously like your elite athletes, they can't, but like the average person can't. And so, but they still deserve access to this type of equipment. And so that, that's why our pricing is set at, or like at national standards. Like we're, we're not trying to price people out of the system. We want everyone to be able to come because these services are so beneficial for health. And so that was, that's honestly our biggest reason for opening the storefront is we want everyone to experience the benefits of these therapies that we've been able to see in our own lives. That's terrific. Being able to democratize uh, healthcare and therapy to, uh, to to people that, that might think it's beyond their reach. Good yeah. luck trying to get your uh, health insurance company waiting through that to jump through the hoops yes. to get a hyperbaric therapy for something that doesn't have that doesn't have an FDA approval after <laughs> 10 years of research. Absolutely. And if you had a, a kiddo who was four, uh, you don't want to have to wait till they're 14 to, to have that kind of therapy. Absolutely. Which is, that's exactly one of the reasons for opening it for sure. 
That's cool. Uh, well, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the challenges in trying to get something launched, and, and you mentioned financing. Tell me, what's been your experience in trying to uh, to handle the uh, the small business financing of a, of a startup? So I'll say it's probably different for everyone. Um, uh, because this is our first business, that makes it a big difference. And so we have technically, in the eyes of everybody, we have no business experience, which we don't. This is our first time jumping into anything. So that adds a risk factor to any application we apply for. And so I worked a lot with the Small Business Development Center here in town and the Entrepreneurial Network Center. They've both been extremely helpful in introducing me to multiple bankers and really kind of trying to figure all this out as we go along. And I mean, the process has definitely been difficult. We were finished with all of our website, you know, business plan, everything that we, you know, needed on a back end front to open the business almost nine months ago. And so the process of finding financing has been little and we're still not fully funded. So that's been the hardest part. And so you you can read a bunch online and which I did and I highly advise you doing. But the biggest thing is you have to really think about your financial position and where you're at. It might make more sense to self-fund your project if you can, which is probably what we're going to end up doing to finish the project. Because in order to get a business loan, especially for startups, you typically need 10 to 10 to 20% down. And then after the fact, you also need post-closing liquidity. Sure. So you need another 10 to 20% reserves after you pay your down payment. That can get really expensive really fast. Right. And so on top to, of it. To, to prove you can get the money, you have to show you don't need it. it pretty much, yeah. And then on top of it, you have to have your net worth equal to the amount that you're asking for, right. which I have student loans. And outside of student loans, I would my net worth could have been, it wouldn't have been enough, but it, they would have let it slide. Okay. But because of student loans, my net worth is negative. So that makes it a big other factor. So if anyone has student loans out there, just keep that in mind as you're going along that process of of funding. So what got you over the hump with that? So honestly, it was connections through Entrepreneurial Network Center. They introduced me to an amazing bank called Pathway Lending. They're a non-traditional bank. And so they don't actually have like a storefront or anything like that. And so they are a lot more willing to take on some extra risk. And they're more of a portfolio lender, which is really great. So they were able to fund a vast majority of our project. And so that makes us funding this, this uh, self-funding the rest of the project much, much easier. So they're, did they're you really go, great. Did you go do it strictly through bank, bank financing or did you need friends and family? Or? So we got some money from family, not a lot, but any amount helps, right? Sure. So we were very thankful for the amount that we got from family. But in the grand scheme of the project, it was probably like one one to 2% of the project cost. And so it was helpful, but it did not cover the whole thing. Pathways probably covered about roughly uh, 65, 70%. And so the rest of the project cost is gonna be coming out of our pocket financially for us self-funding the rest of it. Now you're doing what a lot of other small business owners do is they get their startup, you're, you're uh, hedging your bet a little bit or, or being able to keep an income stream going while you get the business started. Uh, what are the challenges of that? So, We haven't opened the business yet, so I'm not 100% sure how hard it's going to be, but I can only imagine it's going to be pretty difficult, right? So I'm going to be uh, working home health therapy currently, and I'm going to be keeping that job until the business can fully fund, you know, my salary at that point, then, you know, then we can transition. Um, And so uh, to me working full time in the business, Uh, but I'm so fortunate to work in home health because the hours and the flexibility are unparalleled. As long, I, I normally see about 25, 30 people a week and with with the hours we've set for the storefront, I can see all of my patients before I go into the storefront around noon. So every day, you know, I'll work, you know, from basically eight or seven 30 to noon 
or 7.30 to 11.30, and then be at the store at 12, and I can see pretty much all of my patients before I go into the storefront, which is really great. Oh, that's, that's very fortunate. What are some of the things that surprised you that were challenges in trying to get a business off the ground? We already kind of talked about the biggest one, which was funding. Uh, the next biggest one is honestly been, how do we go about choosing pricing? So that was, that's, that's still an ongoing, like we've, we've priced everything out as much as we think we can. And then and when we get in there, you know, we might have to change things around uh, business hours. That's also a hard one because sure. you, you look at all the Yelp reviews for companies that are similar to yours and try to compare like naturally, like, oh, they're open 10 to six and then on Sunday, nine to three. And so we just kind of, we'll probably end up changing hours as we go along. But I think that's one of the beauties of opening a business is like, you're going to have to figure it out as you go along. And that's not always fun. And like, I'm a very black and white person. So it's <laughs> really hard for me sure. to accept that. Yeah. Uh, I'm very thankful to have my wife on my team because she is very flexible and she's really able to help me see perspective and along that process for sure. You need both. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. sure. <laughs> There's certainly a lot of benefits. You talked to me before we uh, uh, before we get the uh, tape rolling about uh, the things your your wife brings to the table, the skills she brings in there, and how complimentary that is to you, and how fortunate that is. How is it trying to manage that and manage your family and do all that? Or have you had to be intentional about uh, about how you guys are together to, to manage some of these pressures? So I will say, starting out, it was definitely a challenge uh, figuring out. We, we've always tried to be on the same team. Our skill sets really complement each other. What I'm good at, she's not the best at, but what I'm not good at, she's pretty much the best at. So it, it makes teamwork flow really well, especially with parenthood. And then transitioning that on top of me keeping my job and then opening up this business, kind of having a second job, that was definitely a challenge at first, trying to figure that out, how to manage the, the balance of being gone from family and helping out. But it's one of those things where you just got to sit down and have the tough conversations and really figure out, you know, what is needed in this. Like, is it a season? Is it permanent? I think it's been really helpful for us to think about things in a season, you know, like maybe it's a week of really busy where I'm not going to be around a lot, but then next week, you know, I back off a little bit and I can be around like I normally was before we started the business. Uh, and so that's been extremely, extremely helpful is the, just trying to get perspective, being on the same page and really sitting down. We normally sit down every Sunday and just kind of talk about, you know, what's the week ahead look like. We have a shared calendar on our iPhone, make sure that everybody knows what's going on and just staying in communication throughout throughout the day because things will change. It's been really helpful. Leon, recently we had a guest on from uh, a married couple on from uh, the Crazy Gander uh, Coffee Company, and they talked about how important it was for them to find retreat time, that they would actually plan retreats together. There would be there would be a husband and wife. It would be a business retreat on the one hand. Yeah. They'd get away to St. Louis and just plan, hey, this is when we're actually going to withdraw from all the pressures from our getting our sleeves tugged out at home with, with family from pressures of the business. We're going to let staff run it for a weekend and we're going to go to St. Louis and let's, let's have a planning session. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that really is a great idea. I know we do uh, little micro things like that as well. Like this weekend, we're planning on going to hot springs. So, oh, with, and that'll, that'll be kind of with the whole family. The kids have been dying to go to the water park. We have, oh, we have yeah. four kids, so they've been dying to go to the water park now that it's finally summer. And so we'll go do that. And just kind of getting out of your normal is really great. Anything outside your normal can kind of, help you kind of get back to neutral, especially on a stressful week. It is. Well, it's important to, particularly as you come up on opening, there are all the pressures of getting open, but it pales in comparison to all the unexpected things that come in 
after your business opens that that taking that time while you can and looking at it, I think appropriately as a season to go, okay, we're going to have a season. We first opened, it's going to be a bit of a sprint. Yes. 100%. I know, uh, and I, I, we've tried to talk to as many people as we can that have been business owners in the past and trying to hear from them so that we know, uh, because like I said, we've never done this before. And so that was one of the biggest things they said is, you know, the first, you know, three to six months, it's, pretty, you know, you're pretty much there all the time. And so, uh, and you're figuring out all the little kinks because you can plan as much as you want, but, uh, you know, your software might not be exactly what you thought it was or, you know, X, Y, Z. So it's definitely going to be putting out some fires in the front end for sure. Well, what's most important to you in branding for the spa? So when it's hard, when I think about branding, I really just want to be a place where people feel comfortable to come and to, to, heal their bodies. You know, every one of us has stressors in our lives and all of our services, they really do help with stress. I just want us to be a place where people from all walks of life feel comfortable to come in. Um, I know one of the things that we're doing um, is we're having like a fund that we're going to like from the business resources we set aside, we're actually going to have scholarships for people that are lower income so that they can come in and get the benefits too, because I really do want this to be something for everyone in the community and not just everyone that like, not just your upper middle class, like I want everyone to be able to afford it. And so that's one of the things that we're doing with our profits is we're setting aside money towards that. And we're also, you know, we've decided that we're going to set aside 10% of our profits to really give back to the community. Like your smaller, like your smaller, lesser known charities that, that people might not know about. Like everybody knows St. Jude and everything like that, but not everybody knows of Dorothy Dayhouse, which helps homeless families stay together in that process and kind of rehabilitate them and get them back on their feet. So partnering with local people like that to really, give back. Cause I think that's one of the things that as business owners, we really should do. Like that's a priority in our personal lives with our personal finances. And we want to carry that over through the business too. That's phenomenal. I think, I think a lot of businesses have gotten into sometimes virtue signaling. It's easy to put the, uh, to put the, the sticker of the cause yeah. on the front of your business. It's another thing to get your hands dirty, being yeah. in there and finding people that most need you and how can I, how can we be of service to these folks rather than we can, it's easy to get on, on social media and espouse these folks are great. And this, this is great for the community. It's another thing to actually dig deep into the community. It sounds like you guys are doing that. That's, that's really what we want to do. Like we love Memphis. We've moved away from Memphis for schooling. And then uh, for a few, like, a few years we were down in Florida and then we never, no one, nowhere ever felt like home besides Memphis. And so, um, we've always had a heart for Memphis. This is where we really feel like we grew up. This is where we met, you know, this is where we married. And so, and we really want to be able to give back to the community of Memphis, especially, uh, you know, there's, if you're outside of Memphis, people tend to think negative things, but if you're actually here, you can see all the positive that goes on here. Absolutely. And I, again, I, I love the way you guys are, are looking at giving back. And I love too, that, that you're putting your money where your mouth is that, that for you to give scholarships to do these things, this is not strictly about profits. Yeah. This is about, this is about improving the health of, of citizens across the community yeah. and breaking down some of those social barriers that this, this is not uh, something for the elite. Yeah. And the other thing, in there as well too, is I think it shows how much you believe in the services. You wouldn't be scholarshiping people if you didn't believe it was going to have a major impact on their lives. And so I think those that have resources and those without all can see that that you you are full on sold out 
believing in, in what you're what you're offering. And I think that's so rare to find these days. Yeah, we I mean, we really are. And I know is, you know, technology is advancing so rapidly. So I'm sure, you know, two, three years from now, there'll be a new um, service out there that we might not know about yet. Um, and as we expand and grow, you know, if you know of anything, we would love to be able to offer that because we want to be able to stay up with the latest research and technology with that for sure. Very cool. Well, the, so you, you talked about your roots in Memphis and what you guys are giving back. What is it you think about uh, about your your health and wellness spa that makes you uniquely Memphis? I think the biggest thing is um, we are we're kind of your one stop shop for your health and wellness stuff. Like there are some storefronts that offer you know one or two of our services, or um, there's some retail storefronts that offer your health and wellness supplies, but we'll have your retail supplies and we'll have all your services in one convenient location. And so I think that's really what kind of sets us apart. But as far as Uniquely Memphis, it really is our desire to give back to the community. Uh, and like you said, kind of just putting our money where our mouth is, like we really want to see Memphis grow and develop. And we want to be able to see Memphis become, you know, healthier and more vibrant, a more vibrant community. Because if we're healthier, we can all, you know, give back to the community more. So, Excellent. Well, tell people again about when you're opening and, and where they can find you and how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So we're, op- we the plan is to open August 1st. Um, that's, Everything should work out with shipping timeframes. Um, everything's set to get in, you know, mid-July right now that we've already ordered. So provided that goes well, August 1st. And then the best way to stay connected with us, if you go to newdaymemphis.com, there is a sign-up sheet at the bottom where you can subscribe to our newsletter. Um, and that will, we're planning on having an opening of like a small, small soft opening event for everyone subscribed on that list uh, where you can come and try a service for free before we open. So that'd be the best way to stay connected. And then any of our social channels, we're, New Day, we're at New Day Memphis. So Instagram, all that stuff. Very cool. Well, it's been a real pleasure to get to get to visit with you. Uh, we want to thank our guest, Joshua Day of New Day Healing and Wellness. Visit them for all your wellness and natural therapy needs. Tune in for more local business spotlights and story businesses that are uniquely Memphis right here on The Profit Lincoln. Thanks, Joshua. Hey, welcome.